Well, hi, everybody. I'm Jason Cusick. I'm the lead pastor here at the church. Merry Christmas, everyone. Let's say Merry Christmas. All right. Awesome. You having a great time tonight? All right. I want to say a big shout out to our Torrance campus that we're connected with right now. Let's let, uh, whenever I say Torrance campus, they're shouting. So would you guys say Merry Christmas over there at Torrance as loud as possible? And we'll try to hear you here in Manhattan Beach. How about that? We heard you. All right. That's great. And then we'll say Merry Christmas back to them. Merry Christmas. Awesome. Well, great that we can be connected like this. We are one church in more than one location. I also want to say hi to everybody that's connected with us. Uh, you're watching on, uh, on your TV or on your phone somewhere in the world right now. So thanks so much for joining us online. Uh, you know, Christmas Eve is really, really special to me. In particular, um, I became a follower of Jesus in April of 1990. And then that Christmas Eve that year was my first Christmas being a follower of Jesus. And it just meant something so different to me. I had 18 years of Christmases, but that Christmas Eve was something special. Like I had seen Christmas lights and we had driven around and seen Christmas lights. But on that Christmas, I read this quote from Jesus. I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And I was like, oh, this whole idea of light meant something so different. And then everybody was giving gifts and I had 18 years of gift giving and gift receiving. But that Christmas, I read this quote from the New Testament of the Bible. It says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And I thought that's what the gift giving is all about. It all points to all the gifts that God has given us, and especially Jesus. And then the manger scene that I had seen, this kind of traditional nativity scene, and I had seen it for 18 years, but that Christmas when I became a follower of Jesus Christ, I looked at the baby in the manger and suddenly I realized, that's Jesus. And I was like, I know him, I know Jesus. That's, it wasn't just some baby, it's like, I know him. All those things, it's like Christmas had been sending me a message, but I hadn't heard it. And that Christmas, I heard it. Have you ever had somebody try to tell you something and you just don't understand what they're saying. My wife and I just, uh, this last week, we did something we saw online called the headphone challenge, where you wear like noise reduction headphones or you wear your, your AirPods and you ramp up the volume really loud and then you ask each other questions and you see if you can know the answer because if you're good at reading lips, it works out really great. But if not, you're standing right in front of a person and you're just guessing at what they said. So we did this, we asked each other Christmas questions and we said you only have one, an you can only give like a one word answer to the, to the Christmas questions. So I videotaped it for you. Here's my wife and I asking each other Christmas questions and we can't hear what each other's saying. Rudolph had a very shiny. Thank you. Okay. How old was Jesus when he was born? <laughs> 
$500. (laughs) Who decorated our tree this year? Chargers. Okay. Your turn. Where was Jesus laid after he was born? Twenty-five. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking. Like every time she asked a question, I could have sworn she was asking how many. So all of my answers were numerical. I had no idea what she was saying. Now the sad part is, this is just normal conversations in our house. Like I ask questions, but we don't even know what each other's talking about. Just kidding. But it is true that that is actually how conversations going out. What does this have to do with Christmas? Christmas is a time when there is a message that's being told. The question is, are we hearing it? In fact, we sang a song that talks about this just a few minutes ago. It was this song, Do You Hear What I Hear? And in that song, it's like that nativity scene, and it's a make-believe, question-asking session between different people and, and sources in that nativity scene. Remember the lyrics? It said, the the night wind said to the little lamb and the little lamb said to the boy and the the boy said to the mighty king. And, And they're asking themselves these three questions. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? They're saying, there's a message here about Christmas. Do you hear it? Do you see it? Do you know the message of Christmas. And then the song gives this beautiful finale where we're told what it is. So listen to what I say. Pray for peace, everybody. And listen to what I say. You know where that peace is gonna come from? The child, Jesus. He's gonna bring goodness and light. And let me tell you something really interesting about this song, because I was looking up the origins of this song And the guy who wrote this song fought in World War II. And he saw the the world at war and on the brink of nuclear destruction. 20 years later, he watched the Cuban, Cuban Missile Crisis unfold. And he saw the world again on the verge of nuclear destruction. And what he did is he wrote this song. And he said, it's almost as if he was saying, when we see the world at war, when we see the world in conflict, do you know what we need to do? We need to pray for peace. And you know where that peace is gonna come from? It's gonna come from Jesus. And I think that's, that's the prayer I've been praying. As I look out, as I'm looking at the news, and I'm looking at social media, I see so much conflict and so much war, and I'm praying for peace, and I'm praying that Jesus could be the source of that peace. And that prayer is not new. In fact, that prayer is thousands of years old. In fact, even before Jesus came on the scene, there was a a Hebrew prophet that prophesied about the birth of Jesus. And here's what he said, his name was Isaiah, and he writes this in in the Hebrew Bible, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, The government will rest on his shoulders and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace 
will never end. Here's the message I want to share with you this Christmas. We can experience the peace of Jesus's kingdom. Now, what does that word kingdom mean? Well, as a church, over the last several weeks, we've been looking at that word kingdom because it's kind of wrapped up in a lot of the stories of Jesus's birth. In fact, even when Jesus taught to pray, taught people to pray, he said, pray, Lord, would your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? So we've been talking about this word kingdom and how we've defined it as Jesus's kingdom is when we allow Jesus's influence and authority in our lives. Let me share with you a couple of ways we can do that this Christmas. Here's the first way. We can let Jesus be our wonderful counselor. That was one of the names given in that Hebrew prophecy, that this child born to us would be a wonderful counselor. Now, I'm not gonna ask by a show of hands how many of you have a counselor or therapist, but I I have my hand raised, and uh, I've, I've seen a counselor and therapist for years Uh, for dealing with my issues with anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. And I remember when I was at my toughest spot, I remember I called my counselor and I was like, could I get you like like a Netflix subscription where I could just pay you monthly and then I get you on demand all the time? And he was like, that's not how it works. He's actually a very healthy human being that has boundaries. Um, But you know who is available? on demand, 24 hours a day, it's Jesus. And that's what Christmas is about. It's about realizing that God is there 24 hours a day, is there to guide us, to direct us, to empower us, to encourage us, and importantly, sometimes God is there to course correct us because sometimes we end up going off in our own direction and God's like that's not the direction I wanted you to go in fact here's something I'd like you to try during this Christmas season would you bring one worry or fear to God this Christmas and receive his peace in return what are you worried about What fears do you have? Is there something going on financially in your life right now? Maybe there's a relationship conflict that you're going through. Maybe you've just gotten a new health diagnosis or you have an appointment scheduled in the new year and you're nervous about that. Maybe you're facing a job change For some of you, you're facing a career change. Some of you are facing a career change or a job change, and it's not by your choice. What are you worried or fearful about? And what would it look like to invite God into that worry or fear? There's also some of you here who you may be visiting church, maybe this is the couple of times, this and Easter might be the couple of times that you, that you go to church. I'm so thankful for you being here. But you might be at a stage in life where you go, I think I'd like to kind of take my spiritual life to the next level. Or maybe you're feeling a little spiritually dry. You know, what we've been seeing 
in the United States in particular is a lot of people over the last few years, their spiritual life has become dormant. That's okay. This can be a new beginning for a new relationship with God. You don't have to worry about your relationship with God. You can actually do something about it. What would it look like to invite God into one of those worries or fear, to give them and say, God, would you give me some peace? Help me to move in that direction that you want me in. Here's one more way that we can experience the peace of Jesus's kingdom. We can bring Jesus's peace to our hectic world. You know, as Americans, we tend to be really individualistic. We tend to think about ourselves, and even when it comes to things like faith or spirituality, we think about how can I grow in my faith? How can I develop in my faith? How can I be fulfilled and self-actualized? But God actually has another plan. God's desire is that we would connect with God, and then it would affect all the other relationships in the world. Maybe the reason God wants to have a personal relationship with you is he wants to make a positive impact in the lives of people all around you. And what would it look like to have that not just spread from us to our families and our friends and our neighborhoods, but this is what we need in the world. We live in a world that is at conflict with itself. In fact, that word peace in Jesus's native language is the Hebrew word shalom. And that word actually means the coming together of parts that were previously separated. That's what peace is. And you know what? Our world is like this. What could we do to help bring our world like this? You know what we can do? We can start with ourselves and allow Jesus's peace to impact us and then have it flow out into the world. Here's something I wanna challenge you to do. This Christmas, choose one way to be an ambassador of the Prince of Peace. You have all kinds of opportunities. Maybe there's someone in your neighborhood that needs a word of encouragement. Maybe there's someone in your family that needs a word of comfort. Some of your families are like this. What would it be like to take a step of kindness? What would it look like to maybe say, I love you, or I'm sorry, or I forgive you? What would it look like to be an ambassador of Jesus's kingdom of peace? For some of us, it might mean opening our own heart open uh, opening up our heart to be open to Jesus, to let him be the Prince of Peace in our life first. There's a lot of different ways to do it. If you, let me just say, if you don't have a church home, if maybe you're visiting this church for the first time and you live in the area, I would love to you to consider coming back in the new year. We talked about it earlier. We're doing a, a series of messages starting uh, January 7th called Right Side Up. We're gonna be looking at the teachings of Jesus, and Jesus has kind of an upside-down way of looking at the world. He says, when people treat you poorly, try loving them. If somebody attacks you, don't retaliate. 
offer forgiveness. Jesus has a different way of living. And as the Prince of Peace, he wants to give us that way of living. And we're going to be looking at some of Jesus' most basic upside-down teachings. And hopefully in that process, we'll get right side up. Peace is meant to come to us and then through us. That's what Christmas is about. Remember that uh, quote I showed you earlier, what Jesus said? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. You know what he also said? He said this, you are the light of the world. Now Jesus wasn't saying, hey, we're all light. That isn't what he's saying. Jesus is saying, I'm the light of the world. Let me into your life and then let my light of love and goodness and forgiveness flow out through you and then you be my light. So what we're gonna do at this point as we're kind of coming to the conclusion of our service here tonight, we're gonna illustrate this through our candle lighting part of our service. And let me tell you why this is really important to me. I'll go back to when I first became a follower of Jesus when I was 19 years old. My mom, who was here at one of our early services, um, if you would ask her what she imagined me doing when I grew up, this would be the last job on earth she would imagine. <laughs> she was like, I can't believe Jason's doing this thing. But when she describes my spiritual life, she says, when Jason turned 19, God turned his light on. Let's use that as kind of an image. Let God enlighten you this Christmas with his love, with his forgiveness, and then let it flow out to the people that are closest to you. And what would it be like if we could have that flow into the world? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray, and then I'm gonna hand it over to Alex over at our Torrance campus, and he's gonna do the candle lighting over there. Um, let me pray for us. Would you just quiet your hearts and your minds for a moment? God, thank you so much for the lights, for the gifts, for the songs. God, you're sending us a message this Christmas. We wanna hear it. We wanna see it. We wanna know it. And that message is about Jesus. Help us to say yes to receiving the light of your love and forgiveness in our lives and help that light of love and forgiveness flow into the people around us. And we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.